Hermosa Beach, California and surrounding areas. Catch me live on stage October 25th at St. Rock. I'll be there with my friend Leilani Wolfgram, friend of the show. You might know of her. Additional friends will be in attendance. Tickets are available right now via the link on my Instagram. That's at GBDZOKS, or you can just go to the St. Rock website and they'll be right there for you. 100% of the proceeds from this event are going straight to the Lahaina Fire victims, and I have good news for you. If you'd like to support, but you can't make it that night, if you live somewhere else, if you gotta work, if you can't get a babysitter, if you just don't like music, you can still support. There's a GoFundMe floating around that Lilani put together, and that link can also be found on my Instagram. So support in any way you can if you are so inclined. Once again, that's Wednesday, October 25th, Hermosa Beach, California, the venue St. Rock. Doors are at 6 p.m. I believe the show kicks off at 6.45 p.m., so get there early, get you a drink, put a big fat smile on your face, and come have fun with us knowing it's for a good cause. We care about Hawaiians way more than we do Israelis or Palestinians. So any money you would donate to the conflict in the Middle East, send it this way and know you're appreciated for doing so. Thank you so much. The gypsy woman told my mother before I was born. I got a boy charge coming. He's gonna be a son of a gun. He's gonna make pretty women's jump and shout. Then the world wanna know what this all about. Gadzooks is a great name. On the way down means jumping off the cliffs and building your wings on the way down. Right? That sounds like some bullshit. You Irish son of a bitch. Like when people are stunned, say yes. like Gadzooks. That's a gateway drug. My third eye open. I was like, <laughs> Gadzooks is not a bad name. This is random, but you just happened to catch me right after having gone down a Paul Mooney rabbit hole. I don't know if you know who Paul Mooney is, but he's a legendary black comedian. I've honestly never really been a fan, but I, you know, credit where due. I get that he came up a long time ago when that material was considered somewhat original. I just, you know, I I can't. It's more the attitude. Like, if I could say anything to Paul Mooney, I'd be like, hey, Paul, your attitude sucks. Hey, Paul, you're not funny enough to have such a bad attitude, you know? Like, you can be an asshole, but be funny. I just don't like, like, you better, you better really... You better really make me laugh if you're going to carry yourself like you're God's gift to comedy. Which he did. That's how he carried himself. And honestly, I've seen a lot of Paul Mooney. None of it really blew my mind. It's all very typical. Black people are like this, while conversely, white people are like this. You see, white people often do this, but you may notice that black people do this. White people say this. However, black people are more prone to say this. While white people might appear this way, black people often appear this way. Like, yeah, we, we, we get it, okay? Hey, Paul, we get it! Then, of course, the camera pans to the audience, and it's just uh, just an a ocean, a sea of black people in stitches, just dying like, <laughs> man, I ain't never thought about that, man. White people do be doing that shit, man. <laughs> Yo, I ain't never thought about that, man. White people be doing some goofy shit, man. Fucking Paul Mooney's just like, have you ever noticed how white people talk like this? Hey, buddy, how are you? <laughs> Yo, white people do be talking like that, man. Have you ever noticed how white people walk like this? And then he's just like a goofy, like a stiff walk. Yo! True indeed. True indeed. How you know that, man? How you think of this shit, man? That's crazy. That's crazy. Yo, there's a white motherfucker live in my building. Motherfucker walk just like that, man. You a comedic genius, man. This motherfucker Paul got a revolutionary mind, man. Motherfucker be thinking up things I ain't never thought of thinking up. Have you ever noticed how the food white people eat tends to be rather bland, while the cuisine favored by the African American is rich in flavor, as it utilizes many exotic spices? <laughs> if you don't know who Paul Mooney is, if you've never seen Paul Mooney's shit, like, just Google it, YouTube it, and realize that I am absolutely correct. Come to the realization that I am spot on. 
Why are we talking? Oh, I was just reading all about Paul Mooney. So apparently, okay, there's two apparently's in this, okay? Apparently he was gay and apparently people are surprised by that. Have you not seen Paul? Have you not listened to the way Paul Mooney talks? Have you not seen his mannerisms? Have you not seen the wild shit this man wears? This motherfucker come out on stage in an Erica Badu head wrap. But there's no hair. It's just a bald head. If you'd be like me, it little motherfucker look like a pirate. Like a gay pirate. Talking all eloquent, using his hands and his body language. People are like, ah, I think, you think Paul Mooney was gay? Like, this do I think? This motherfucker's gayer than breakdancing. <laughs> this motherfucker's gayer than a bag of cantaloupes. And the whole internet's like, yeah, uh, rumors that Paul Mooney was gay. Yo, the, the article should be rumors that Paul Mooney was straight. The late Paul Mooney revealed to have two biological sons. The question on everyone's mind is where the fuck did they come from? <laughs> That's the thing about this shit. Like if a dude isn't flamboyant, if he's not walking around in assless chaps, like, hey girl, and he's talking to another man. If a dude isn't uh, fucking RuPaul, everyone else is like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's something about him. I think he could be gay, but, I, you know, that, that would be ridiculous. It's like, yeah, I, I know he's gay. You know how? Because he's clearly fucking gay. And the irony is, the irony of this is. Paul Mooney's whole routine is all about how white people hate black people. Black people have suffered at the hands of white people because white people hate black people. White people will never accept black people. White people will always have the advantage over black people. That's Paul Mooney's whole shtick, and that's fine. But ask yourself, if Paul Mooney was gay and he was hiding it, who was he hiding it from? Was he hiding the fact he was gay from white people? The people who, in his mind, already hate him? Or was Paul Mooney hiding his sexuality from black people? Because while Paul Mooney believes white people hate black people, the fact is black people hate gay people. And if you think I'm wrong... You're either in denial or inexperienced. And I say that with no judgment in my heart. I don't give a fuck if you're gay and I don't give a fuck if you hate gay people. I don't care. I'm just here to make observations, baby. And we're obviously speaking in generals here. I obviously am smart enough to know that not everything is ever anything. All black people don't, etc., etc. All white people don't, etc., etc. Why are we having this comment? Do we still have to uh, throw out all these disclaimers? I'm clearly aware of this. And if you're not aware of that, then you're of a lesser mind. So no, I'm clearly not saying all black people hate gay people. Because there are gay black people. In fact, we know of one of them. His name is Paul Mooney. But I don't buy this bullshit narrative that white conservatives are the ones that hate gay people or are the only ones that hate gay people. Most black people I know are super liberal until men start sucking dick. You know, I'm not lying. Aries Spears said it himself. He says black people are very homophobic. Again, no judgment in my heart. Be homophobic, but don't be hypocritical. In my world, hypocrisy is a way bigger sin than homophobia. And there ain't a homophobic bone in my body. I don't care about anything enough to hate it. My only point is, what is my point? Um, my point is, do a lot of white people hate black people? Sure. But do a lot of black people hate gay people? Absolutely. So it's just a little strange to me, a little off-putting to me, that you would accuse anyone of being hateful with a heart full of hatred. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Pardon me for thinking critically. And let's go even deeper. Let's go deeper. Why do a lot of black people hate gay people? Well, 
for the same exact reason that a lot of white conservatives hate gay people. And that's because the Bible. It really all comes down to religion, as most problems do. As most horrific, illogical atrocities do. It's all attributed to religion. So if you do consider yourself a devout, God-fearing Christian, why wouldn't you hate gay people? And conversely, to use a Paul Mooney word, conversely, if you're an atheist like myself, why would you hate gay people? If the only reason to hate gay people is a religious one, then I have no hatred for gay people because I have no religion. Now, black people, I have a problem with. No, I'm kidding. I'm obviously kidding. Anyway, goddamn, it's supposed to be a comedy podcast. Let's lighten the mood a bit. Let's lighten the mood and talk about the attacks on Israel. No, I'm playing. I ain't touching that one. We ain't touching that one. I mean, I, I'll i poke at it. I'll poke. I ain't going to give it a, a full body massage, but I, I might take a little bit. Now, you might already know this about me, but just in case you don't, in case you're new here, in case you're not familiar with me and my background, I'll let you know now that I am not a political analyst. I am not in any way qualified to speak on the politics of the conflict in the Middle East. I'm not. And that's not at all to suggest that all the people who are speaking on such things, that's not to suggest that those people are qualified. But you know how human beings are. You know human beings talk just to talk. You know every one of your family members on Facebook has a political science degree. You know that. So no, I don't dare talk out my neck about the occupation or the Gaza Strip or the fucking Hamas. I, you know, I'm a rapper and a podcaster and like a few other things. None of which, again, none of which qualify me to speak on these things. However, what I will speak on, it, it's the same people, it's the same ideology that was floating around during the whole Black Lives Matter thing, right? It's the idea that those of us who choose to not say anything are somehow contributing to the problem. Hey, if you believe that, if that is your stance, if that is what you truly believe in your heart, fuck you from all of us. <laughs> How about that? And again, I'm not talking about the actual attacks, the conflict, and I'm not, I'm not talking about that because they're obviously, it's sad. Anytime a bunch of people get slaughtered, most of which, or even if some of which were children, yes, that's sad. I'm not made of stone. I mean, on the outside, I appear to be made of stone, you know, the edges are real trim, but I have a soul. I have a heart, but I also have a brain. And that's where the problem usually comes into play. So when I'm on the internet and I see posts that are addressing non-Jews and they all say something to the effect of we're all suffering we're all hurting right now. Everyone that's a part of the Jewish community is hurting right now. I have to ask, are you? Hey, I know you said you're hurting right now, and I just have to ask, are you? And I have to be very clear, okay? I have no issue. I mean, I really don't have no... Again, I'm here to make observation. I'm here to make fun of shit, you know? So I, I'm not I'm not going at Israel. I'm not going at Israelis. I, I, I'm going at Americans who happen to have Jewish blood in them who jump on this opportunity to victimize themselves because they're deeply boring people and garnering sympathy from strangers on the internet is their only hope at having what might possibly pass as a personality. And truly, that's fine. I'm going to make fun of you, but it's fine. It's your prerogative. All I ask is that you don't label me anti-Semitic when I see you making this whole thing about yourself, when I observe you acting as if someone sent a bomb into the middle of your living room, and I say, hey, bitch, you're from Burbank. 
Don't know a motherfucker been to Israel. You can sympathize, but don't go so far as to think you deserve sympathy. You can post the Jewish flag. You can rock the Star of David. You can, you can walk around holding a motherfucking menorah. You can say hashtag love for Israel. You can do all those things. But when you start saying this is an attack on my people, on our people, I have to say, hey, bitch, you're from Gartina. Ain't nobody attacking you. And to act as if you are the victim is pretty goddamn disrespectful to the people actually being attacked. I'm so very tired of Americans. <laughs> like, Africans are cool. Israelis are cool. Indians, cool. Irish people, cool. It's all like the slash Americans that are, are they just really chat my ass cheeks. Because no one just wants to be an American. Everyone wants to pretend they're more interesting than they are. Oh, I'm Italian-American. Okay, your grandparents were Italian? Your grandparents came from Italy? And then what happened? They got here, made a person, and then that person made a person, and then now you're here. So how the fuck are you Italian? But no one wants to just say, oh, I'm an American. You know, I mean, I'm not like patriotic about it. I don't say that with a sense of pride. It's just like, logically, I'm an American because I was born in America. No one wants to be American. Everyone wants to be Italian-American or African-American or Irish-American, Israeli-American. Hey, hey, you're boring. You're so boring. Even my dad. <laughs> my dad will go to the doctor. The doctor will be like, well, how much are you drinking? It's like, well... You know, I'm Irish, so like, hey, dad, you were born in Maryland, okay? <laughs> Your parents weren't even born in Ireland. Shit, I don't even think their parents were born in Ireland. But you're an alcoholic because you're Irish? Get the fuck out of here. Same with Italians. Man, I fucking hate Italians. <laughs> Italian-Americans. Because they're just, they're just Americans who are desperate to not be American. Because to say you're American in America is fucking boring. And you can't allow yourself to be boring. You gotta be Italian-American. Get the fuck. i never even been to Italy. <laughs> oh, man. The most annoying thing Italian-Americans do is when they're talking about the food, they throw in the pronunciation. Ugh. Fucking cringe fest. My wife started doing it. My wife, not even Italian. But she was watching that... Who's that Italian cunt? <laughs> uh, Giada, I think is her name. She's like a chef. This is just this white lady who cooks a bunch of Italian meals, and she, but she just like pronounces the names of the food. She's like, yeah, so now we're going to get ready to make some... Tony, like, bitch, chill out, okay? Chill out. Cool your motherfucking jets. We get it. But my wife used to watch that show religiously, and then we would just be out somewhere, and she's like, yeah, I'm going to make this thing, uh, something with bruschetta. I'm like, hey, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Don't file fucking file for divorce so fast it'll make your head spin. Your head will be spinning. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway. Much love to Israelis. And fuck all you California Jews who are acting like you sleep in a bomb shelter every night. <laughs> I know someone will think that's anti-Semitic, but it's it's really not. It's absolutely, it's, it's the opposite. I support the real Jews, not you fucking posers. Your whole identity is based on being a victim and I don't fuck with you. Like, we could be cool, you know, I'll have a beer with you, but miss me with all the bullshit, alright? Just miss me with it, miss me with it entirely. Anti-Semitic. I think I tweeted this a while ago. It's like, if you hate a specific race, you're racist. If you hate black people, you're racist. If you hate white people, you're racist. If you hate Mexicans, you're racist. If you hate Chinese people, you're racist. If you hate Jews, you're anti-Semitic. Hold on, why do they get their own thing, you know? Like, having your own racism is the most Jewish shit ever. In fact, you know what's really anti-Semitic? Setting up a whole section of the world where all the Jew you send all the Jews to. And you convince them it's for their, their well-being. 
That's essentially what happened. That's essentially what happened. I know I already said I'm not qualified to speak on the shit, but a motherfucker read a little bit. You know what I mean? I, I, I dabble. I dabble in the books. So a long, long time ago, the British defeated the Ottoman Empire, and they took a section of what once was the Ottoman Empire, that section being Palestine, went back to Europe and convinced all these Jews to move over there. All under the guise of, hey, you guys, uh, you guys are facing wild persecution over here. Wouldn't you like to leave? I mean, we're happy to have you here. <laughs> we're more than happy to have you. We, we'd be devastated if you did leave. But, I mean, I'm, I'm looking out for you and your families. Wouldn't you like to go way, way over there? You could have your own state. Meanwhile, the Arabs who are already over there, they're like, wait a second, you can't send them over here. You don't want them. Why would we want them? And a lot of the Jews didn't want to go over there anyway. They don't want to leave their homes. And, and you know, this is a little conspiratorial, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Brits had a hand in kind of throwing a little gasoline on that fire. They're like, no, no, we get it. We get, uh, again, it's just an option. It's just an option. You can go over there. Again, we, we know like you're going through it over here. People don't like you over here. Not us. We love you, you know, but other people hate you. So we just thought you might like to go somewhere else where people don't hate you. And we're happy to facilitate that if you're at all interested. And most of the Jews are like, nah, we, you know, we're good. A tempting prospect, but we're good. We're already settled here. And the Brits are like, yeah, no, we get it. We understand. Yeah, we understand. Then they call up the Germans. Yo, you know what these Jews are saying about you? Like, I don't want to start no shit, but do you know what these Jews are saying about you? Which amps up the Germans. Germans do what they do. We all know what they did. Which in turn makes the idea of fleeing the country all the more appealing. Next thing you know, Israel's a thing. Palestinians either get kicked out or they're held hostage there, essentially. Now they're in Israel, but they can't come and go as they please, and they have less rights than the average Israeli citizen. Tempers flare, missiles are launched from either side. It goes back and forth, on and on, forever and ever, and every single student at UC Berkeley drops a bunch of acid and believes in their heart that they're the ones to iron out a very wrinkly situation. Israel-Palestine in a nutshell, you're welcome. The history and the politics of it all are so complex that I would never claim, nor would I desire to know more than about 0.5% of it all. But I do know a lot of it stems from religion. I know that a lot of people on both sides consider it a holy land that was promised specifically to them by their version of God, and they're willing to bomb hospitals for that, and they feel justified in doing so because they read their version of the Bible, and that's the end-all be-all for them. So I'm not anti-Israeli. I'm not anti-Palestine. I'm What I am anti is I'm anti-supporting either side of any conflict that has roots buried deeply in magic. Spooky magic. Hey, that land belongs to us. Oh, really? Why, why do you think that? Because it says so in the Bible. Really? Who wrote the Bible? We did. Oh, well. I mean, uh, yeah, all right. I mean, honestly, how different is that than Hitler trying to convince the German people that Jews are a plague on society and should be exterminated? And the Germans ask, really? And Hitler says, yes, it says so right here in this book called Mein Kampf. And the Germans ask... Who wrote Mein Kampf? And Hitler responds, I did. And in classic human fashion, that was good enough. The Germans are like, oh, all right, cool. Oh, that makes sense then. Oh, you know what's funny to think about? My father, just to use him as an example. My father is a staunch conservative Republican. So very, he supports Israel quite a great deal. And is also highly anti-illegal immigration. So what if Mexico conquered California and moved all the Mexicans there? And they were just like, hey, this is us now. Yeah, no, that, that border right there, you got to stay on that side. And this is us now. Yeah, see, it says right here in this book we wrote that we're entitled to this land. It's promised to us. And if you think for a second that we're being unreasonable or, and that we're, we're not entitled to this land, then you're anti-Semitic or whatever the Mexican version of it is. You're just racist. My dad and people like him 
would respond with one word. Shit. And they'd obviously want the government to do something about it, but if the government didn't do something about it, they would feel impassioned and justified and romantic about taking up arms and going and doing it themselves. And guess what? Now you're Hamas. Now you're a terrorist. Oh, but you can't be a terrorist, right? Because you're justified. You're correct in your belief. You believe in your cause. You're different. Everyone's different. Anyway, now that I've probably divided my audience in half. <laughs> don't be mad, baby. I'm, I'm just talking. I'm just making observations and jokes, man. I don't care about nothing. Hey, Zach, what do you care about? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Nothing. Hey, Zach, what do you believe in? Oh, good question. Everything and nothing. Hey, Zach, we're going to McDonald's. We're going to McDonald's. Did you, did you want something? What do you want from McDonald's? Oh, well, strange that you would ask because you clearly see the crispy edges and the crispiness of these edges should be enough to tip you off to the fact that from McDonald's, I want... Nothing. No, I'm playing. I eat McDonald's. It was just something funny to say, you know? Anyway, let's shift gears, which is a strange thing for someone to say who can't really drive stick shift. Like, I could if I had to, you know? Like, I get the concept. It's kind of like playing chess. Like, I get the concept. I get, like, how all the pieces move. I just don't know how to apply that knowledge. I'm also extremely impatient and pretty logical, logical to a fault, because I'm like, why are we over here shifting a stick when they make cars that you don't have to do that in? I should get one of those cars. And all the car guys respond, like, it's different, bro. Trust me, bro, it's different. With a manual, you'll feel like you're really driving. You feel like you're one with the car. Okay. Hey, enjoy yourself, dork. <laughs> Nah, do whatever you want to do. Why are we talking about this? Other than because I have nothing else to talk about. Um, I watched a movie recently called The Immaculate Room. And I recommend it. It's kind of like a long Black Mirror episode. And just full disclosure, I'm going to spoil it right now. So if you're one of those people, one of those people who take great offense to you know, movie plots being spoiled, then, you know, maybe either turn this off or be different. Because the biggest spoiler of all, you already know, that spoiler being, it didn't really happen. It's a science fiction movie. It's fake. And here you are, a grown man, like, oh, come on, bro, I haven't seen it yet. Fucking spoiler alert. You're telling me the aliens can get killed by water? <laughs> Signs, you know. Anyway, The Immaculate Room, The Quick and Dirty, two people, they're a couple, they agree to spend, I think, 30 days in a room. It's an all-white room, there's a bed, there's a bathroom, there's nothing else, there's no TV, there's no, I don't know why I would go on to explain what nothing means. You know what nothing means. Like, there's nothing. There's no TV. There's no fucking popcorn machines. There's no jacuzzis. There's no pogo sticks. I mean, nothing. When I say nothing, I mean, there's no bird feeders. There's no fucking fucking trampolines. There's no fucking Lincoln logs. There's no xylophones, no accordions, no Ouija boards, no cordless telephones, no gardening tools. There's nothing. I mean, this room has nothing. There's no animals. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, you could literally go on forever, you know? Because what's the opposite of nothing? Everything. <laughs> fuck anyway um so there's nothing in this room aside from a bed and a bathroom as i've already said and they just have to spend 30 days in it and i think at the end of the 30 days they get five million dollars now off top i could do it but i'd want to do it alone 
And what's funny is uh, me saying I could do it shouldn't surprise you. You know why? Because people do it all the time. They're called prisoners. <laughs> I told that to my wife. I'm like, isn't that funny? Like, how disrespectful is it to, like, people serving life? Especially that one, like, it's like the, the most high security penitentiary in America. Maybe the world. I want to say it's in, like, Tennessee or something. What is it called? It has, like, it's a weird name. It's like X. It's just like a, like a um, what do you call it? Like an acronym. Uh, uh, let's see, most secure American prison. ADX, see? Called it ADX Florence. It is in... It is in Colorado. Tennessee, Colorado, you know, white people. But yeah, these, these guys go in there and, and they spend just forever with no human contact. And they go crazy. Is well documented. Anyway, my point is, yeah, I could do it if I had to. But I know the whole concept is you don't have to. Like you have free will. You have the choice to bail if uh, if you want to. But then, like, if five million dollars on the line, guess what? I have to. Like, there's no choice. I'd be so mad at anyone, but especially like if my wife bailed. I hit her with hypotheticals sometimes. She has things she doesn't like, like that freak her out. I can't even think of any right now. Like, you know, not even like, would you eat a, <laughs> would you eat dog shit or anything like that? But like very logical things. Like, would you eat, you know, a rotten tomato for a million dollars? She's like, no, I wouldn't. I couldn't. I'm like, what? You wouldn't even try? No, I couldn't. Like, you don't think we need a million dollars? You wouldn't do that for us? Would you? Dude, I eat the dog shit. You can't, who the fuck you think you fucking with? You wouldn't do that for us, for our family? I question your dedication. Anyway. So this couple is in this room, this empty room. And they start slowly going crazy. Dude is an artist, right? So he, he, he needs stimulation. He don't sit around much. I relate to this. Now, they have the option to go to this little machine on the side of the wall and they uh, they can order a treat. That's what they refer to it as, the treat. If they don't know what it is, they just know they're going to get a treat. The first treat is $100,000. It's going to be deducted from the prize money. So like by day three, dude's like, babe, I'm going to get a treat. I'm going to get a treat. She's like, no, you're not going to spend $100,000 for prize money, especially on some shit. You don't even know what it is. He's like, baby, I got to. I got to. She finally agrees. She's like, all right, go ahead then. Go ahead. He spends $100,000 and a crayon comes out. It's a green crayon. Now, in regular life, in the wild, you'd be like, oh, someone made a mistake because I paid $100,000 and you gave me a crayon. The fuck I'm supposed to do with this? But he's an artist, as I already mentioned. So reason to believe he's already a little fucking nuts. And he's in this room. So he's stoked. He's juiced. Takes the crayon, starts like fucking drawing demons and monsters and witches and shit all over the, the walls, right? That's his treat. More time goes on and she starts losing her mind. And this is, so <laughs> I bring this up because this is just like a woman. Everything I'm about to say, this is just like a woman. And I'm going to, I'm going to start this off by saying, this is not, when I say just like a woman, I do not mean my wife. My wife don't even listen to this. So I can shit all over her if I wanted to, but she is not like this. And you could be assured she's not like this because I would never be with someone like this. Never would I be with someone like that. You don't think a motherfucker got at least a few options out here. I mean, if I'm being honest, you know? I don't got to settle for this bullshit. So she starts losing her mind, understandably. He's like, babe, you got to get a treat. She's like, no, I don't want to. Babe, go get yourself a treat. Trust me. Trust me. It helps. No, no, no. It's $100,000. Like, I know I get it. But trust me, like, if you're just going to lose your mind, what good's $5 million? You know, like, do yourself a favor and get a treat. Just go do it. She's like, I don't want a treat. You get a treat. 
He's like, I already got a treat. I already, I already had my treat. That's why uh, I'm speaking from experience. You need a treat. You need yourself a treat. Go and get yourself a treat. Treat yourself. She's like, no, I don't want a treat. You should get another treat. And he says, well, I already got a treat and it was $100,000. The second treat, my second treat is $250,000. So I will have spent $350,000 of our $5 million prize money on two treats. If you get a treat, it's only $100,000 because it's your first treat. She's like, I don't want a treat. You get a treat. I mean, I mean, I'd love another treat. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm just trying to, you know, I'm, I already got, I'm trying to make this fair. You deserve a treat now. I got my treat. You get a treat. She's like, no, no, I don't need a treat. Get yourself a treat. And he's like, you don't think I'll get, you don't think I'm going to get a treat. You don't think I'll get a treat. I'll get a motherfucking treat. I've already proven I'll get a treat. I'll go. I'll get me another. You want me to get me a treat? You want me to get a treat? I'll get a treat. She's like, yeah, get yourself a treat. You deserve it, honey. Get yourself a treat. It's like, oh, shit. Watch me get this treat then. She goes in the bathroom. He goes to the machine, and he spends $250,000 on his second treat. Again, he don't know what it's going to be. Now, the door opens, and in walks a naked woman. A beautiful naked woman, I'll add. She's staring at him, he's staring at her, and he's like, what the fuck you doing here? Who are you and why you here? Words are exchanged, she's his treat. Just then, the wife comes out of the bathroom. The wife looks at him, looks at the the naked lady, and she's like, what the fuck's going on here? And dude has this look on, he's like, yo, you took the words right out of my mouth, honey. Because I I don't know. I didn't ask her. I I put the, I I told her, okay, well, let's go back. Let's go. But if if we're going to start explaining shit, let's go back to when you told me to get a treat, a second treat, right? And since we're just remembering shit, let's remember even further when I actually told you to get a treat. And then you told me you don't want a treat. You told me to get a treat, right? I remember I said, wait, I already had, I've already had a treat. You deserve a treat. And you said, no, you don't want a treat. You, I, you want me to get a treat. So anyway, this is the treat. And she's so mad. <laughs> it's awkward. He gives the naked girl his shirt so she could cover up, whatever. So now they're hanging out together. And the wife just getting angrier and angrier and angrier. And it's awkward because they're like, okay, I guess we got to make conversation with this girl, whatever, whatever. In her anger, and the, the husband's cool. The husband's keeping his hands to himself. He's, he, you know, he, he's like, he's in a weird predicament, weird position this man is in. You know what I mean? You could imagine. The husband's just trying to keep peace between two women. Dog, lock me. That, see, that would make me forfeit the $5 million. Lock me in a room with two women. I'm out. Matter of fact, I'll pay you $5 million. Get me out of here. And I love, I love women. But they're the worst, you know? They, you know they're the worst. And so... <laughs> so the wife's upset. The husband feels the awkwardness, feels the tension. The, the new girl feels the tension. So everyone's tiptoeing around the wife. And in her anger... The wife tells the husband, she looks him square in his eyes and tells the husband, I'm getting a treat. Ladies, this is why we cheat on you. No. Again, this is not about my wife. My wife is not that way at all. I would never be with someone like that. But to be so self-righteous, like, well, I'm getting me a treat. How that, how you, and I know so many dudes who are just like that guy. I know so many women like that and so many guys like that, which is the most enjoyable part about the movie because I relate to all of it. I don't relate to it on a one-on-one basis, but I've seen it. I see it all the time and I will continue to see it because most people are like this. How that man didn't erupt into an endless tirade is absolutely beyond me because you know your boy you (laughs) if you don't know nothing else 
you know your boy. You know your boy. I would have spontaneously combusted. Like, yo, yo, yo. okay, first of all, I'm going to need you to tone this attitude way, way down because you're acting like I chose this bitch. You're acting like on the screen was like a, 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 another crayon, a PS5, and this naked bitch. And I was like, well, obviously I'm going to choose the naked bitch. I ain't know she was going to walk off in here, and you know I didn't know. So let's go right ahead and calm the fuck down, okay? Okay? Second of all, you know what I'm going to say, right? Like, you know, you know what the second of all is? You know, you obviously know what I'm going to say right now. No? You have no idea? Okay, that's, uh, that's funny and out- outrageous, but also not surprising. Bitch, I told you. Bitch, I told you to get a treat. I told you to get a treat. You said you ain't want a treat. You told me to get a treat. Your treat was $150,000 less than my treat. And you needed it more than I needed mine. But I'm also reckless and don't give a shit about most things. So I went ahead and spent $250,000 on another treat for myself. A treat I had no idea was going to come with tits and multiple holes. You could do all kind of cool things too. And with, you know, I, I didn't know this. I didn't know this. So stop acting like I knew this. Stop acting like this isn't awkward for me too. But I reiterate, I told you, I told you to get a treat. And re- really, babe, what, what this all comes down to, what this all comes down to, I can deal with all this. Truly, I can deal with all of this. What this all, the, the part I can't deal with, the part I can't deal with is the face you made when you told me you're going to get a treat. The attitude you had in telling me you're getting a treat is just too much. It's too much. It's too much for me. I'm standing here shaking hands with the end of my rope, the last two inches of this rope. And it's a long rope. It took me a long time to get to this here end of the rope, but make no mistake about it. This here is the end of the rope. But since I still have a grasp on the rope, my only two options are to strangle you with it or hang myself with it. And I got to tell you, the latter's seeming pretty favorable right about now. The nerve of this bitch. Boy, the the nerve of these bitches, dog. The nerve of these bitches. Because you know someone like that. You know a bitch like that, and you know a dude like that. They're both bitches, just different versions of a bitch, you know? You know a woman like that, and if you don't, guess what? You're her. (laughs) You're probably her. Because if you've been in the world, there's no way you haven't come in contact with one of these people. They're everywhere. They're amongst us. Matter of fact, next time we conquer a nation on the other side of the world, we should section off a part of this conquered land and send them all there. Make it the new Israel. Just go to every length to entice them to going over. Like, like you know how it sucks here? Babe, hear me out. You know how it really sucks here, right? You know how everyone here is so logical and they they tell stories with no unnecessary details and, uh, you know, they're rational They say what they mean and they mean what they say. They communicate with words and not via Ouija board. You know, all those really crazy, uh, unreasonable things that you hate about this place. You could be free. You can be free. I will set you free. You see all those caves way over there in the desert? See all those uh, dilapidated buildings? With no trees or reliable water sources. You see, see, you see it, right? Yeah. You could be free over there. Oh, you'd be so much happier. Babe, you'd be so much happier there. No, of course I'm going to miss you. Of course I don't want you to go, but I want you to go for you. This will be so good for you. It's so good for us. Yes, of course I'm going to visit. Why wouldn't I visit? You're really going to ask me if I plan to visit? Why wouldn't I visit? You really don't know me that well? I'll visit all the time. Baby, go to Israel. Go to Israel. 
And the most infuriating part about this movie, the the most, the most infuriating part is the fact, the undisputable, undeniable fact that so many women watched that shit and were like, yeah, you go, girl. Yeah, you go and get you a treat. Get yourself a treat. He don't deserve you. <laughs> These women are Chinese, by the way. Um, yeah, just the irony of it is completely lost on them. Because they're stupid. And I'm not just going to shit on the woman. The the dude deserves everything that comes to him. All the fights, all the arguments, all the stress, all the headaches and heartache. You deserve it all. I wish my wife would. To, uh, boy, I... I, mm, mm. I mean, at that point, I'm fucking my treat. <laughs> Like, babe, we're done. We are officially done after this, but I'm not going to let my treat go to waste, you know? My treat that you told me to get. Uh, you know, it, uh, just in case you forgot about that part, that tidbit. I'm not letting her go to waste. Like, I paid $250,000 for this bitch. Something getting wet and sticky around here. I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. You've been warned. And after that, we may as well call this quits. We may as well just forfeit, hit the button or whatever. Let me out this room because any money I win from this, I'm just going to pay someone to hide your body anyway. Like You don't want me leaving this room a rich man. It's so funny to think about all the prisoners serving life sentences with no outside interaction, no human contact. And somehow they hear about this movie like, yo, this is a new movie, crazy concept. These people get locked in this room and they can't leave. <laughs> Such an original plot and great execution. Like the writing is just, it was a masterpiece. I don't know where they come up with this shit. Science fiction, you know? There's no limits when it's science fiction. I just remember the story, like to prove, just to support my statement that I know bitches like that. And also that I'm not married to one of them. Here's a quick little story for you. We're in Las Vegas. I was maybe 19. My wife is with me, my girlfriend at the time. And my best friend is with me. He's now dead. Don't worry, he deserves it. Um, we're in Vegas and we're visiting someone. I'm not going to say who we're visiting because it, it doesn't, A, it doesn't matter. And B, it would be mean. Granted, if they hear this, they're going to know I'm talking about them, but I don't think they're going to hear this. We're visiting someone. It's a girl. And that girl lives with her boyfriend. This girl is hell-bent on showing us a good time while we're there. Because she lives there. And we all know her. And, and, and we're all very close. So, we decide we're all going to go to a strip club. And yes, my wife came with me, my girlfriend at the time. She came with me. I mean, I went with her. She was just as stoked to go to a strip club. She, she was the kind of girl who would go to strip clubs. Hence, not the kind of girl who would do some fuck shit such as the girl in the movie did, right? So, this girl we're visiting, she's in the passenger seat. So, uh, the guy, her, her boyfriend, I'm, I'm tiptoeing around identity, so forgive me if this is a little clunky. <clears throat> The girl's in the passenger seat of her boyfriend's truck. The three of us, me, my wife, my girlfriend at the time, and my best friend, were in the back seat. We're driving around. Now, there's obviously no shortage of strip clubs in Las Vegas. However, we're all underage. We're over 18, under 21. So we need to find a strip club that is 18 and over. This guy is quite a bit older. So he goes to the 21 and over strip clubs. He's not aware of any clubs that are 18. He's like, yeah, I'm sure they're around here. And this is a while ago. So this was, I said I was 19. So this would have been 2005. Yeah, that makes sense. That totally checks out. It's 2005. We had cell phones, but not like these. Not like these. You can't just like jump online real quick. You can't ask Siri to find you a strip club that lets people under 21 in. Things were a lot harder back then. 
So we're just driving around. And, you know, we're kind of trashed. And we're, she's get this this girl is getting so angry at her boyfriend. This girl's getting incensed with her boyfriend. She's like, they want to go to a strip club. They want to go to a strip club. Find a fucking strip club. He's like, babe, I'm trying. I'm. What do you think I'm doing? I'm. I'm. I'm out here trying to find a strip club, but they're not 21. Oh, there, there's, there's clubs around here that they can get in. Just fucking find one. You're not fucking trying hard enough. And we're in the back seat, like, hey, I don't really want to go to strip club anymore because this is fucking awkward. You know, we could go to Denny's. You got Denny's around here? I could go for a, a grand slam or a moons over my hammy, perhaps. <laughs> Most ridiculous name for a food of all time. Um, she's getting so mad. Nasty. Nasty mad. And it's making it awkward for all of us. And the whole time I'm thinking, I'm looking at this dude like, well, you better smack this bitch. What the fuck? <laughs> like, no, really smack her. But you know, like, yo, stand up for your motherfucking self, dog. What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, don't hold back on account of me on my accord. Like, yo, go ahead and defend yourself. Speak some logic to this bitch. She's like, you fucking idiot. You're not fucking looking fucking hard enough. And, and we're just like, hey, it's okay. It's okay. Like, we, we could all look. We could all look together. It, uh, honestly, it's really fine. Like, we're here for a couple days. We could, we could uh, like, go tomorrow. Maybe we'll find one. We'll go tomorrow. Like, no, 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 no. You guys are just being nice. You're just being nice. He needs to fucking find one. Put yourself in this situation. Awkward, right? Awkward for everyone. Terrible situation. It's nighttime. We're driving around the outskirts of Las Vegas. Not for everyone. Not It's it's reserved for meth addicts and gila monsters, right? Neither of which I am. So, as luck would have it, we finally find a strip club. And this is after maybe an hour of not only searching, but enduring what was happening in the front seat. We finally find one. And guys, this is the part you're going to think I'm making up. We finally find one. We pull into it. We get out. We double check. Hey, we cool. We're not 21, but we're, you know, 18, 19. We're good. Like, yeah, come on in. Cool. Mission accomplished, right? We go into this club. And this chick is still so, so angry. So angry. However... The kicker is that she's no longer angry that he couldn't find a strip club. Do you know why she's angry now? She's angry that he took her to a strip club. She was just angry that he couldn't find a strip club. And now she's even more angry that we're at a strip club. It should be mentioned that this person suffers from some mental complications. However, one could argue that I suffer from some anger complications. And I could not believe what had transpired. I couldn't believe it. So it got worse. We left the strip club because she was angry. And with even more nastiness, with even more hatred, with even more venom and vigor in her mouth, in her, in it just coming out her mouth. She's now yelling at this man while he's driving, I'll add. She's yelling at him. Saying, I can't fucking believe you would take me to a fucking strip club. You piece of shit. You fucking piece of shit. Why the fuck would you think I'd want to go to a fucking strip club? And it's like, babe, you you, you just told me, you, you were telling me you, I should find a strip club. You, you, you told me that they want to go to a strip club, so I found a strip club. You fucking idiot. Why the fuck would you think I'd want to go to a fucking strip club? I swear. I swear to you. And then she starts hitting him. And that's when I step in. And I'm like, all right, we ain't doing this fucking UFC shit in the front of this car that me and my wife and my best friend are in the back of. All right, you guys want to duke it out, pull over and fight in the desert amongst the Gila monsters. Outrageous night. Shit like that with this particular person. And I love this person. But 
she belongs in a straitjacket. She belongs in that white room. So I bring all that up just to prove to you that, yes, I know unreal. I'm not, I'm not just talking about imaginary people. Yeah, people get on their bullshit. They get on their their rants. They get on a roll like, oh, dude, I know so many people like that. And then they start thinking like, mm, not really. I don't. No, I'm not one of those people. When I say I know bitches like that, you could take that to the bank. Boy, do I know bitches like that. And no is probably a mild way to put I, I I grew up with, I'm related to bitches like that. But I also know dudes who would put up with that kind of torture. It comes down to choice. It comes down to whatever your prerogative is. I'm not really judging you, but I'm kind of judging you. Like, live long and prosper. Do your thing, baby. Do your thing. But I'm judging you. Anyway, the chick from the movie is absolutely the kind of chick who would be mad at her boyfriend for not finding a strip club and then be mad at her boyfriend for going to a strip club. Is it not outrageous to be furious at someone for not finding a strip club despite their greatest efforts? And then once that person finds a strip club, immediately be angry that they went to a strip club. This really happened. I didn't make this up. This really actually truly happened. So when I watch movies like The Immaculate Room... I get a little triggered. <laughs> I want to rant and rave. And that's why we have podcasts. It's a great movie. I didn't spoil all of it, but that is a, a piece of it. That is something that happened in the movie. Like they all three die at the end. So now I did spoil the movie for you, but you should still watch it. It's pretty good. I don't remember the guy's name. He's like a whatever actor. No disrespect, but forgettable. But he's, uh, I mean, obviously, because I don't remember his name. But he's in um, Into the Wild. Ugh. And uh, I tried reading that book back in the day, Into the Wild. Get the fuck out of here. And he's also one of the main guys in Alpha Dog. He's like the main drug dealer, Johnny True Love, or whatever his name was. He has a weird name. He got a bitch-made-ass name. What's his name? Let's see. Alpha Dog. His name is Emil Hirsch. Like, imagine you're a man named Emil. I'm going right to the DMV, or however you go about changing your name. Oh, I forgot Bruce Willis was in Alpha Dog. Oh, and JT, Justin Timberlake. Alpha Dog is a dope movie. If you haven't seen it, you should. But also watch The Immaculate Room. Um, What else do you guys want to talk about? Is it done? Are we done? Oh, yeah, I think we could be done now. We could be done. Thank you so much for listening, for subscribing, for sharing. I hope you share. I've said it before. It's been a while since I've asked you, but if, if there's anything, anything you want to do for me in order to support this podcast, A, you're already listening. So thank you for that. You're already doing more than most people. But if you'd like to do one other thing for me, just share it. You don't got to share it publicly. You got to post it nowhere, but just like if you know someone who might like this for whatever reason, let them know. Send them a link. Pick your favorite episode and send them a link. That's how these things grow, you know? And the more it grows, the more motivated I'll be to continue it. So if you would do me that favor, I would be truly eternally grateful. It's the coolest thing you could do for me, truly. Um, there's also the Patreon and obviously I'm grateful for all of the patrons. I appreciate you guys as patreon.com slash OTWD. If you want to join the team and be a part of something bigger than yourself. <laughs> no, um, uh, on the way down.net at GVDZ double OKS on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And that's all. October 25th, I'll be playing in Hermosa Beach at St. Rock with my friend Leilani Wolfgram and uh, some other friends, my friend Vaya, my friend Analog Dive. We've got a lot of homies coming out, and it's for a good cause. We're sending all the money, all the money, to the Lahaina Fire victims. 
And again, if you'd like to support but can't make it, there is a GoFundMe going on. If you go to my Instagram at GVDZOKS, go to the bio, click the link. You know how this works. You, you see both links. So you can buy a ticket or you can donate or you can do both. No one's going to hate you for doing both, you know? Whichever you choose, just know you're appreciated for doing so. And I do hope to see you on the 25th. If you're there and we haven't met before, come say hi. Thank you one more time for listening. I'll be back when I'm back. Take care of yourselves. Check on your Jewish friends. Free Palestine. Shalom. Allahu Akbar. Hakuna Matata. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Put the lime in the coconut and mix it all together. I'm out. <laughs>